Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So today I want to talk to you guys a little bit about my experiences over the weekend at Reveille Peak Ranch at the final um, installment, if you will, of the Captain Carl's nighttime trail race. Um, this one's always special to me because, um, well, I mean, all of those, I love, I love the night trail series. It's just it brings back a lot of memories, um, you know, when I first started trail running, but um, Reveille is always kind of, uh, I'm kind of sentimental about that one because it is the end of the, of the series. And it's also, uh, you know, kind of like a cap off, you know, for the summer, even though we aren't out of summer yet for at least another month or so. And I'm not in a huge rush for that. But um, anyway, um, but before I get to that, I do... <laughs> I have a bit of a correction. Um, I had a, um, my, my last episode that I published a couple weeks ago, uh, I was talking about the sports bra, the drive, I think it was called the drive three pocket sports bra by, um, Brooks. And I, uh, I was wrong about what the three pockets entailed. And so I just want to clarify that for anyone who cares. Um, yeah, that, that one, uh, it has a, for, for reals, it does have a pocket in the upper back part of the racer back, you know, and uh, you can slide a phone into. Uh, the other two pockets are not the bra, um, you want to call it like nipple coverage pockets. <laughs> anyway, I know I'm probably not saying that right. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was wrong. I was wrong about that. No, I, I discovered actually a few days later after I recorded this that Holy crap. There's, um, there's two pockets on either side of the, uh, band strap that you can stash, you know, uh, maybe a key or, you know, a gel or two or, you know, something, you know, nothing huge. But, um, it, when I was first looking at the design of the bra, I just thought this was like some stripes or something. And I was like, Oh, this is pretty. Um, and then not realizing that those were actually pockets. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. I, I stand corrected on that part, but, um, anyway, getting, uh, getting back to, uh, the weekend. Um, yeah, I, I spent that, uh, I spent Saturday and into Sunday morning, um, pretty much up 24 hours or more. Um, not that I'm complaining. It was fun. Um, I was just really dead yesterday, um, which was Sunday. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> was volunteering and, you know, it was, it was really a good experience. I mean, as always, I, I enjoy, you know, helping out and it was, it was fun to see Brad cause I haven't seen Brad Quinn, uh, you know, for a little while. And, um, so it's good to see him. And of course, PJ was there. Um, and, uh, so I, I started off by helping out with the packet pickup, which is just this thing where you use computers, uh, these little laptop guys to check in uh, runners, give them their bib and their swag if they get it and, you know, just answer any questions they have, blah, blah, blah. And for me, it was kind of fun because I got to meet some people ahead of time. And then afterward, uh, well, not afterward, but later, um, I went out to the gate aid station, uh, which was... It's about five miles from the end of the uh, race, and it is about eight and change into um, from the start finish uh, in the other direction. And you know, the thirty k has a little shorter loop. I think they do a nine mile loop, and then the um, 
60k does a 12 mile loop as, as i remember as the crow flies um but anyway yeah but it was out it was out there and um i was driven by uh young noah who was a high school uh student in austin um who had been helping us uh at the mule shoe race and it was nice to see him again just a very charming tall kid who was a swimmer and has kind of stepped away from swimming, he told me, um, and is now into lifting weights. So I don't know, but anyway, but he brought a couple of buddies with him from high school as well. And uh, they were all just like these little, you know, puppies in a lot of ways, just being enthusiastic and energetic about, you know, everything that we were doing and, and you know, didn't complain or, you know, anything. They were just like, yay, let's do stuff. Uh, and so Noah drove the, um, Oh God, is it an F three fifty? I think that's or no, no, it's a Dodge Ram. I don't know. It's just a big honking truck. Okay, and I, I don't really enjoy driving that truck. I think I've driven it before, but I, I don't really, you know, I don't like driving big trucks. But anyhow, uh, he drove us out to where we, uh, where we were supposed to be. It's weird though, because it's a little like uh, <laughs> prison, um, and I've only interviewed someone in prison once. Okay. So you know, don't get ideas. I don't have firsthand knowledge of being in prison. Okay. Um, I, just in that being on a ranch, um, this is not unusual that you have gates that you lock and unlock or, you know, you unlock and then lock as soon as you get inside, um, you know, so the animals don't get out. And um, so, uh, yeah, so we did that. And then he took us, uh, me and Araceli, uh, who is a uh, runner from um, San Antonio Live Oak area, uh, whom I just met that night and <laughs> is a traveling nurse and has a really dry sense of humor. <laughs> I really, really like her a lot. She's funny. Um, yeah, so me and the me and Araceli and the boys, we we got ourselves set up at the aid station and. Um, you know, chopping, you know, fruit and putting out snacks and, you know, making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and cutting up watermelon and, you know, yada, yada, you know, the usual stuff. And then uh, we got the 30 and 60K runners uh, coming through our aid station. If you were 30K, you came through twice. If you were 60, you came through three times. So we got to know the runners. Um, but uh, yeah, it was fun. And then a little bit later, we were joined by Elizabeth Gonzalez, the the spouse of Matt Smith, the assassin, as he's known, um, <clears throat> one of the San Antonio rock hoppers. Uh, he's he's very badass. And uh, well, so is Elizabeth. But anyway, she came and she was a huge help. And then we were joined by a couple of other people um, who were equally helpful. And yeah, and, and we stayed really busy throughout the evening. I mean, it was not you know, one of these things where you're just sort of sitting there like, you know, watching pa time pass, like, yep, yep, this is bad. No, heck no, no, we were, you know, pretty, you know, you know, it was pretty brisk. I mean, yeah, we had some downtime. Um, and, and even though I, I wore some, what was it called, off cutter or something like that, um, it didn't do the trick because today I am still scratching my legs, my arms, my hips. Oh, God, it's ridiculous. It's like, I didn't even know, I didn't even feel these things biting me. I don't even know what was biting me. I think it's museums, but what we discovered is that there are a lot of bugs out there and they are attracted to the light. No big, you know, no surprise there. But, um, so I think whenever <clears throat> we got near a light, you know, these little bugs would, you know, 
decide that we were tasty and uh yeah and so i'm paying for that today not in a bad way but um but anyway uh but yeah elizabeth was a huge help and she also enjoyed my choice of music because pj provided us with a um a speaker and um i have sirius xm uh the app um yeah i pay a little money i had see here's the thing about sirius xm they 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 hook you in because you um when you first buy a vehicle you know if you buy a brand new vehicle which i did about five years ago something like that four years ago um they they give you a year free of sirius xm and so this is great it's like you know satellite radio and it's got all kinds of channels of music and you know if you want sports and talk and whatnot i mean i mainly use it for the um <clears throat> music but their app has even more channels on it um and so that you can't get on you know the in the car so so i found this channel it was a dj steve aoki i'm probably not saying it right but it was his um, remix dance party, something like that. It was cool. It was fun. Although I will say I, I heard Kate Bush's remix or the remix of Kate Bush's running up that hill at least three times that night. And I swear to God, I don't care if I ever hear that again. Um, I know it's become popular again and yay, it's great. But for me, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know about that, you know. Um, yeah, there, there were a few repeats, but for the most part, it was really fun. I mean, it, it kind of had a great vibe and, you know, it's hard picking music, you know, for an aid station. Cause you know, you don't want to upset or not, I should say upset, but you don't want to like bore people and you don't want to like alienate them. So I felt like, okay, well, this was fairly innocuous and, you know, people could at least groove out to it. And a lot of people seem to enjoy it. So I was happy about that. Um, yeah, so it was weird. On the second, on people's second loop, um, it seemed that, I don't know if it was just like the cumulative effect of the humidity. Um, it had been raining up there all week, and um, we had a little rain before the race, um, although it was fine that night. Um, but I, it, the humidity was pretty bad. And, um, you know, it's summer in Texas, and, you know, that's to be expected. But it was pretty bad. And I mean, even me, and I wasn't even running. And I mean, I was sweating my butt off, you know, and geez, and all I was doing was just, you know, hustling to fill bottles and, you know, you know, pick up, you know, uh, you know, plastic containers looking for stuff and whatnot. But, um, but we had a couple of runners that um, ended up having to drop around their second loop uh, for, you know, heat exhaustion, cramping, and things like that, and 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 so I called Brad and had asked him to you know have somebody come out and pick them up and take them back to the start finish because they were done, and um, but it was kind of funny because one of the guy, the second guy, he was complaining of dizziness, and um, and I, I couldn't tell who it was, and I was just kind of like using my you know knowledge, you know what I you know have about trail races in the summer, and I'm like, have you had coke? Have you done this? Have you done that? And, you know, he was, he was nice. I mean, he was fine about it and everything. <laughs> and then I sat down next to him or kind of behind him on this cot. And I looked, and I'm like, oh, for God's sake. And it was my friend Ace Gallegos. And um, he's an incredibly experienced uh, runner. Um, you know, he's done all kinds of badass things and just really, really um, 
you know, very seldom DNFs, um, you know, and felt a little sheepish about, you know, why he was feeling so crappy. And, you know, even though he's, you know, uh, trained in this kind of stuff and it's just, you know, and I think that's the thing about these races is like, it doesn't really matter how often you practice your training or your nutrition and your um, heat training, you know, hydration and whatnot. Sometimes it's just not your day. And it, it may not be anything that you did. It just could just be, I don't know, I hate to say fate because that's probably stupid, but, you know, I, I know this guy knows how to get himself out of trouble, but this was not his night. And I was, I was happy in some ways that he chose, he and this other guy, you know, chose to, you know, drop at the, at the, at the, at the time they did. Um, oh God, my cat's throwing up in the background. If you hear that, I'm so sorry. I have no idea why he's throwing up. <laughs> Woo, it's reality podcasting at its finest here. Um, oh, sweet Jesus. Anyway, he, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it just goes to show you. But then also the other, the other takeaway from this race was that, you know, I saw a couple of people uh, come in and I, I will give you specific example, well, actually three people and give specific examples who, you know, you just weren't sure if they were going to make it or not because it's weird on these multi, um, loop races. Um, loop two, you know, of three tends to be pretty hard on people because, um, you know, you're trying to get through to loop three, which if you're on loop three, it's great. Then you're like, okay, I can finish this. You know, most of the time you're not going to drop, but just getting through that second one is arduous and, and mentally and physically and whatnot. And, um, there's a woman who came through, um, I swear to God, she was gorilla walking. I mean, she really did. She was almost dragging her knuckles to the ground. She was you know, hunched over and she was having the worst menstrual cramps and, you know, admitted that she had a baby about seven months ago and was just really struggling with these cramps. And as a woman, I totally appreciate that and can relate. And I've been there and, um, not having had the baby part, but you know, I get it. And, um, and, and so she was, she was sort of like, well, I don't know, I'm probably going to drop because I just, you know, I don't know that I, you know, want to go through this anymore. And I was like, ah, hang on now, just, just think about it. Cause otherwise her, her mental state was good. And so, so I said, look, you've got five miles, get to the start, finish, and, and then just kind of reassess how you feel happily spoiler alert. Uh, hours later, she came through upright, looking like a completely different runner and uh, was going to finish the race. And we were all very excited and proud of her because that was that was super, super cool. And um, I don't know, I, I just I really uh, was happy to, to see that. Um, and another guy was this this guy, Jonathan. Um, he was doing all four captain carl's races um the 60k which is tough and um he had been using this drink mix um i think it was called element don't sue me if i'm wrong uh, and don't sue me if i'm right um but it it had worked for him the previous couple of races but this time it was just killing his stomach and so he was just really in a world of hurt and um you know so he sat down for a while and we you know talked to him and attended to his needs and whatnot and, you know, after about five or 10 minutes, he was like, okay, I'm going to, and I was like, good, you're going to go get that buckle. 
and he did. So that was exciting. Also, big shout out to my friend Bill Patience, uh, who is 68 years old and got his first uh, Captain Carl's buckle. Um, I know. Oh, my God. This is my other cat. Holy God. What is going on here at my house today? Um, you're just going to have to wait. Anyway, Bill Patience. Yes, um, he's he's, you know, one of those, you know, runners who's kind of up and down and you know, he had a, a pretty tough race at Colorado Bend, um, but this one, man, he had Eye of the Tiger or something, man. He was, he was getting it, and and he did. And um, and big shout out to you, congratulations. Um, very happy to have helped you through those, uh, you know, uh, moments, if you will, and 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 saw you, you know, onto your, uh, you know, finish. I mean, I didn't see him finish because I was stuck out in the middle of, you know the course. But, um, and then finally, uh, a person who has been on this podcast before Jenny Gruber, um, who is, uh, a, who has been recovering from COVID, um, wearing this delightful pink outfit. I think she and Nancy Marks are in a contest to see if they can, I don't know, outdo each other with the cute, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, Jenny, um, she was doing the 60K and she was very determined to finish. Um, and she just had this very sunny attitude. She knew she was going to be, you know, bringing up the rear, you know, as far as, you know, contestants went, but just didn't care. And then when she came through on her third loop, I was like, you know what? You're going to be DFL. And she's like, what's that? Well, and there's this other woman that was there and, and they were kind of running neck and neck. I think the other one finished just seconds before her, a couple minutes before her, but we said it, you know, the other woman and I said together, dead last or dead flipping last. Okay. Uh, and that's sort of an accomplishment in itself because sometimes when you're out there on the, on the trails, you're sort of feeling like, Ooh, you know, I'm not sure I want to, you know, be the last guy or, you know, everybody else is having a great race and mine sucks and Ooh, I don't know what to do. Um, you know, but here's the thing, even being able to be, you know, finish DFL and again, Yours truly has done that a few times uh, lately. Um, and you know what? A finish is a finish. Who cares? And she was like, that's okay. And I was like, you know, some places give you prizes <laughs> for finishing last. And uh, uh, this one does not. But um, but yeah, many kudos to you, Jenny Gruber, for finishing that darn race. Um, you looked great and you did well. And I know you are, you know, a COVID recoverer and, um, I wish you the very best and hope to see you again soon. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was, a, it was kind of an uplifting night just to see, you know, so many people achieve their goals as usual. Um, you know, and just, again, it, for me, it's always a learning experience to watch people, especially on these multi-looped races, you know, where they come in, you know, on, you know, second from the last loop, whatever, how many, however many loops there may be, you know, looking like the walking dead and then they, go back, they regroup, and then they come back and they finish. And that's really uplifting. And I think that's something, even if you don't run, that's something you can take away from this and that, you know, you've just, even though you feel like you're never going to, you know, get through something, you've just got to push through and you will, you'll be, you'll be okay. Um, yes. In, in the case of a couple of people that, you know, ended up dropping, sure. I understand it. And I, and I salute you for making the right decision for you um, but I think some people, um, you know, that I, that I've mentioned, I, I, I feel like this is, you know, uh, you know, a testament to, you know, the, 
integrity of the mind, you know, in, in, in terms of just being able to, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for now? I can't think of it. I'm, I'm a little sleep deprived. Um, but you know, just to be able to finish and, and do it. So, um, anyway, so that said, uh, it was great. It was a great experience. I did not, I don't think I really slept. I, I think I slept in the back of my car for about 20 minutes around 6 AM till about 6 20, something like that. And then around 6 30, I got myself out of my car and then I said goodbye to PJ and Brad. And then I, <sighs> got some Whataburger <laughs> and uh, drove back to San Antonio for two hours. And then I promptly slept for about two and a half hours that afternoon and stayed up for a little while. And then I went back to bed around seven last night uh, and feel pretty okay today. I'm still a little tired, but you know, but this is the only way you'll ever get me to stay up all night. because I'm just that kind of guy. I just, you know, I'm pretty happy going to bed early a lot of times, but um, you know, give me a trail race and I'm, I'm good for it, man. Uh, either running it or, you know, working it. It's, it's fun. And uh, you know, it's my idea of going to a nightclub at this age. Um, also just a couple of uh, previews of coming attractions. Um, I've got a couple of good interviews uh, on the calendar um, just to look forward to Lydia Rios, um, who is from outside of Houston or lives outside of Houston, uh, has probably one of the best stories um, of perseverance and tenacity and just courage and just personal, I'm not even sure what to say, you know, just personal grit, I think. Um, she and I were supposed to talk yesterday, but God love her. She's so polite. Um, but she uh, saw that I had been up all night and was just like, you want to do this maybe next week? And I'm like, that would be great. Cause yeah, we were supposed to talk yesterday and I really wanted to do a good job with her interview and her story because I just feel like she's really, really um, interesting. And she's one of those, you know, um, you know, extraordinary people. And so that will hopefully be coming up next week. Um, and then also on the calendar, um, sometime soon is, uh, Art Hurtado, who is from Brownsville, Texas. And he just smashed the course record at Habanero hundred, uh, last weekend, um, at the Habanero hundred. And that, that course is just hell. Also, by the way, Lydia did finish the hundred miler there last weekend. That was her first finish at that place, um, after at least one DNF. So, um, gotta, gotta give her a lot of credit and give him a lot of credit. There we go. You know, repping the RGV art, uh, can't wait to talk to him and, uh, you know, looking forward to hearing his story. That brings me to my, uh, final point is if you have done something pretty extraordinary, or, you know, if you know someone who's done something pretty extraordinary, please let me know because I'm always looking for people. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I'm fairly aware of who's who in the uh, running community here in Texas. But uh, if you are listening to us from outside of Texas, I don't mind. I enjoy that. I, you know, this is, I know it's sort of a Texas centric podcast, but I'm, I'm game for someone outside of the area. So shoot somebody's name my way. And uh, with that, that is all I've got for now. I will see you next time. Yeah.